We appreciate your tuning in for the second part of our podcast. Let's get right back to the discussion. You know, there, there's something I found, uh, I call it the Wendy's model, but I have a, a, a contractor who I've done work with over the years, and this was several years ago, probably about six or seven now. And he was off to drop a bid off at a, at a customer's office, drop an estimate off. And he had a little time. I think he was supposed to drop it off around 1 or one fifteen, something like that. Anyway, so he stopped by a Wendy's just to grab a sandwich. And, of course, he got there about 12, 15, something like that. And he said it was a little crowded and got really crowded, I guess, when he sat down in the Wendy's to eat his sandwich. In fact, what happened was it got so crowded, and then I guess the speaker system broke down outside for the drive-thru. So yeah, I guess they had nine to 10 cars in the queue there, and they're honking their horns and all that. Well, the little store manager that ran the store kind of lost it, quite honestly. I guess he got a little upset. He started shouting a little bit at his workers, which isn't good for PR. And then he went, he left. He went back to his back office in the little Wendy store there and just shut himself off. <laughs> And he's and the contractor that was telling me the story says, you know, I I know I, it, by this time it's probably about twelve thirty. So I think I maybe ought to get up. This is not going to be good. Then he saw something. He he said it was worth. That's why he sat back down. One of the workers found out later it was a twenty one year old young man. One of the workers kind of calmly calmed the other workers down that the manager had yelled at, and he could hear him say this. I'll get the sign to stop the traffic from the drive-thru. I'll take the orders of the cars outside, apologize to a few customers in line on the way out. He said within 15 or 20 minutes, it was like peaceful again. And then the manager walks out of the store. Now, what's interesting is this contractor, now is kind of kind of a buddy of mine, is a little honorary anyway, but he tried to get the eye contact for that young 21-year-old kid. And finally, a guy kind of gave him the finger to come on over. And the young guy came over and said, sir, can I help you with anything? Would you like a refill in your drink? Yada, yada, yada. He goes, no, no, no. Just sit down for me. I want to talk to you for a minute. And so the young guy sat down. He said, how did you do that? And the young guy looked at him and said, do, do what, sir? He goes, don't say that. I saw what happened here. I saw your manager get mad. I saw him leave. I saw you take over. Everything calmed down. How did you do that? I, I don't I don't know, sir. We're just supposed to take care of our customers. The contractor asked me, said, how much do they pay you here? <laughs> and so the guy kid told him, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, you know, he told him, he said, I'll give you $5 more an hour if you'll start with me tomorrow. He said, well, sir, what do you do? I don't even know what you do. He <laughs> said, well, I'm in construction. I do a lot of concrete. Sir, I don't know anything about concrete. He said, young man, I can teach you concrete. I can't teach you what I just saw. I've shared that story hundreds of times now over the years in conferences. Half the audience starts writing down, go to Wendy's. (laughs) Right? Right? McDonald's second. Yeah, that's exactly right. My my point is, is that we have, we got a lot of new fishing holes we have to go, we're going to go fish in. And, And I think we have to look less at the mechanical skills. They're there. I know they're important. We got to look more less at the mechanical skills. We got to go find the young people, no matter their age, work ethic, accountability, consistency, attitude, attitude. You know, we, we politically we've heard the big increase. You know, they want to raise hourly rates and that kind of stuff. I don't know what the exact percent is. Most of our laborers in construction in good areas, they're already making that kind of money plus. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Yeah, they're north Easily. of that. They're yeah. north of that. You have those soft skills we're talking about. You can write your <clears throat> ticket. 
You know, Tom Peters said years ago, a really long time ago, since I age it, but he made a comedy. He said, when you have the choice to hire people with people skills or, or, or technical skills only, hire people skills. You can teach the technical. And, and, I, and I, th- I agree with that in many cases. But the point of the matter is, is that we do have to look for some new places. You know, you mentioned military. You know, for contractors, what, what are some good advice for a contractor in depending on where he's living in the country? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what kind of options should he be looking at to go pull? From the military specifically, yeah, Brad? Well, just I, as, no, that's just one of many, but what else might they be looking at? If they got an Air Force base, a Navy base, I mean, obviously I go- That was what I was going to offer. Thought that's where you was going, yeah. is, is start to partner with those entities, Absolutely. those uh, those bases, mm-hmm. looking for those individuals that are uh, nearing the end of their term of serving our country, and uh, say, hey, we have a furthered opportunity out of the respect for the military, and uh, trying to continue to offer them a new career. Use yeah. their skill sets in a different way. Yeah. You know, there's always job rotation, yeah. and uh, some people are ready for a, a fresh restart in life at such a young age. Like I said, 18 plus 20 is 38 in my book, so you're under 40 years of age. Yeah. I have a friend that is getting ready to do it as we speak, yeah. and uh, so it, so it's real. It's out there, and again, back to those soft skills. Talk about the folks that have the soft skills. Um, those are the ones that you really yeah. want to tap into, and it's happening again every day. Customers I know of, I have yeah. testimonials of of using our military men and women um, to make their companies even better. Yeah, exactly. And again, are we saying that everyone's going to work out? Of course not. We know no. that. But there is a certain level amount of, account- hopefully they've been trained through the military on accountability. I mean, I think that's a great source for that kind of stuff too, Jason. I think you need to know your market. Yeah. I mean, in the Midwest, you're probably not going to go after military. I'd go not many out. Navy bases in the, middle, in the Midwest, right? No, I mean, we do have a couple, but that, you know, yeah. they're looking to get out of Illinois. So where else do we go? Where uh, else you know, we go? I would look at, I'd look at the farms. Okay. You know, you look at some of the the best people in a lot of the OEM manufacturers, yeah. a lot of the yeah. current CEOs. I mean, one thirty years ago, they were farm boys, yeah. You know, or farm girls, and they got the aptitude, they got the attitude, they know what it is to get up at four o'clock in the morning, yeah. And they know what it is to work a twelve hour day and yeah. and go home, you yeah. know. So, East Coast, West Coast. I mean, you're going to compete against other industries. Texas, as you mentioned, you're going to compete against the oil fields. To, so to get the good people, you know, your pay rate may have to be a little bit different. Yeah, I agree. You know, there's a lot of organizations that have popped up here in the last 10 years. One is a non-for-profit called Skills USA. You may have heard of that. Yes. Um, you know, the, the Michael, uh, what's his name? The dirty job guy. Mike Yeah, Mike Rowe. He's a lot of fun, isn't he? I've never met him guy. before. Yeah, I'd like to meet him someday. But anyway, I know he's throwing a little bit of his weight from what I read uh, behind that. I, My son and I attended a, a big uh, state championship in Texas a few years ago in Corpus Christi. And there was probably four or 500 kids there. And they're competing in welding and, and, and form work and that kind of stuff, you know, different trades unbelievable electricity was through the crowd. You should have, I've never seen some, and these are the kids that aren't, most of them aren't going to go to college. They're not, they don't really like the books, but man, they're gifted with their hands. I, I got to tell this story because I'm proud of it. I, I'm, I want my son to let me take a picture of my grandson, but he won't, he won't let me, but he was out in the backyard. We, his birthday was this last weekend and we bought him one of those diggers, just a manual digger for yes. a sandbox. Yes. He was on there. Now, how many three-year-olds can keep their attention for more than two minutes? He was out there for an hour digging in the sand, and I didn't teach him how to do anything. I put it there. He got up on it, and within about four or five minutes, he had it figured out. And I mean, he was cleaning sand from this side, building his imaginary house on that side. So, you know, the point is, is that, you know, I remember in my time that I almost dropped out of school. I played football in college. I almost dropped and quit football in school 
to be a plumber. I worked for a guy one summer uh, my freshman year, as, and he wanted to apprentice me. And I really thought about it because that was the first time in my life that I had, I could, at the end of the day, I saw either copper pipes that I had sweated, PVC that I had cut and glued, uh, holes through the roof, you know, to run vents and that kind of stuff. I'd never done that before. Mm-hmm. And then to do that was so gratifying. And I remember going to my dad, you know, the, I call him the old wise fox. He's still alive, God bless his heart. But I, he, I told him, I said, you know, Tom's offered me a job as maybe coming on and he'll apprentice me as a plumber. And the old man, even those days respectfully said, the old man didn't get excited. He said, you know what? If you want to go in construction, that's great. There's a, those are some of those, I got good friends make more money than I do. But you know, I don't know too many 50-year-old guys get another shot at Division One football. And he was right. The old man was right again, right? So, and what happened? Within two years of graduating from college, not having made it in the pros, I got in back into construction. It's a good industry. It seems like it gets in your blood and you just can't get it out. It does. I'm very passionate for it. Some of what I miss is working with the people and yeah. seeing it, like you mentioned, Brad, is what we accomplished yeah. as a team. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, you hear a lot of passion in the industry and help it make our infrastructure and lives of others better. Yeah. Well, to wrap up, there's this topic, it never ends, right? Um, going to vocational schools, if you have them, supporting uh, support programs, educational programs that have them for construction skills. But I think more than that, not being limited only by those areas, knowing that you may find some of the same types of traits in other fields that you may, you know, some of these young people have just never been exposed to doing something with their hands. And, and then as a contractor, when you get those individuals, you can't make them, you know, servants and slaves to the crews. You've got to teach them something. In fact, statistically, we know that if, if a lot of these millennials aren't learning something within the first 30 to 90 days, they leave you. So this isn't a free ride. This isn't about just, well, they got to learn it the same way everybody else has learned. No, they need to learn it a little faster because uh, if they don't, that doesn't mean they're going to master it. But if they don't, if they don't give the opportunity to learn it, we're going to be in a world of hurt. Guys, thanks for your time on this one. Hopefully, as you're listening to this, uh, maybe some of these ideas that that Jason and Lonnie have shared with you will work. Uh, We certainly want them to. This is a great industry. As I say, it's the best industry in the world, I think. Um, But anyway, if if you haven't listened to any other podcasts, this is your first one. We want to invite you. Sign up for the podcast. Go to fourconstructionpros.com and sign up. You get a bunch of these. We've got, I don't know, more than 20 now. And uh, have a listen to them. Most of them are anywhere from 10 to 15, 20 minutes long. That'll help you. Thank you for listening today. Best of luck to you. And go hire some good people from some different markets. Thank you.